0: All right. Well, hello everybody. Thanks for joining me today for the podcast. Um, sorry for getting this out a little bit late, but it has been kind of a crazy week, um, as as one might expect during um, all this crazy time. So, uh, volleyball and and me and my surroundings have not been immune to everything going on. So, <clears throat> um, so I apologize for getting this out a couple days late. Um, I wanted to talk about this on Wednesday. Um, but it is Friday and now is the first time that I could get a chance to do it. So <clears throat> here we go. Um, as a lot of you probably have heard, um, the division one, um, committee decided on Wednesday, um, that they were going to extend the dead period to April 15th of 2021. Okay. So this is an extension, um, from what was going to be January 1st, um, but now they are extending that through um, April 15th of 2021, and that announcement came on Wednesday, and that was something that we talked about um, a couple weeks ago. Okay, so uh, the first question that I get is, why? Um, why is this b- being extended? Um, the biggest reason, in my opinion, and, and some other coaches have echoed this um, with me, is um, but they the NCAA has to keep the integrity of the the Division I basketball tournament in March. They have to keep March Madness. Okay. So you can't go back to back years without March Madness. Um NCAA and its Division I affiliate schools would be out of hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're already out of hundreds of millions of dollars from last year from not having it. And to do that again, I think would be detrimental. Um, I've said that. I think Coach K is on the record for saying you can't. Um, you can't have it back-to-back years. Can't miss two years in a row of the of the basketball tournament. Um, you will just see a, a, a huge negative impact from that, I think, if that were to happen. Um, and so, so you have to have the basketball tournament. Um, and if you have to have the basketball tournament, then you do what you think you need to do to keep the basketball tournament. Um, and... And so, I think extending the dead period um, through March Madness keeps coaches from traveling um, outside. It keeps athletes, more athletes, from coming on campus um, and 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 you know mixing in with your current athletes and all that. And so, um, that is to right uh, alleviate the spread and and, and not have um, any issues for the basketball tournament. So. Um, from, from my understanding as well, both football and basketball kind of quote unquote subcommittees have asked for the extension. Um, and, and so, <clears throat> um, we, we, all know that football and basketball get what they want for the most part. So, um, so that came down, um, on, on Wednesday, um, a lot of variables, um, at the new year. Okay. So I, i, I kind of think that this could be a, a two-step process people are like okay jason april 15th and we're and we're good um and we'll have camps in may and, and all that kind of stuff and and i still think there's some variables there um from from talking to college coaches um earlier like i said a couple weeks ago in the podcast um that that this could potentially get extended on through through june or july okay so um flipping over to the new year we get to the middle of um, March, um, maybe the beginning of March, depending on how things are. Um, obviously, the the vaccine issue could be a huge positive, um, um, but we won't know that until, you know, February, March and, and how basketball does, right? Does basketball do well traveling and doing all that kind of stuff? And are they able to minimize exposure and minimize cases and all that kind of stuff? Um, but what we could see a second step here, extending this out through the summer um, and, and giving a chance for to, uh, things to, you know, um, flush out, hopefully. Um, and that would be a year. It'd be a year long um, dead period. Um, and we're already, you know, we're already sitting at that going through April 15th. So, um Volleyball specific, I, I talked to other parents about this as well, but volleyball has a different calendar than other sports. Basketball, football have different rules than, than volleyball and, and other sports. Okay, so some kickers here to be thinking about. Um, even if we're done in April, uh, April 15th, and we don't extend the quiet period again or extend the dead period again, um, May right now for volleyball is a quiet period, okay, which means no off-campus recruiting. Um, so so this could lead to a very active uh, quiet period um, for a couple weeks or, or very active two weeks before we get into the quiet period in May. Um, there is obviously a potential for if things go well for division one to say, hey, we're going to ditch the quiet period in May. Um, but right now, those two weeks between April and May, when the, the current dead period went in, that would be a very, very active time um, for recruiting. And then I think you would see a lot of um, camps and stuff occur throughout the quiet period um, if things are to stay or, uh, yeah, throughout the quiet period in May, if things were to stay the same. Okay. And, and all that again is for division one. Okay. Division two, what are they doing? Um, I haven't heard anything specific in regards to what division two is doing. Um, are they going to do some sort of quiet or dead period through this, um, winter season? Um, I haven't heard that, um, right now, division two is currently back at their normal recruiting calendar. Um, but we, as we found out over the summer, we can create rules to fit our current situation, right? Uh, you know, inst- instituting a, a, a across-the-board dead period for Division One. Division Two did the same thing, and you know, over the summer they uh, changed their rules. Okay, yeah, we're on a quiet period. You can do this sort of um, sort of stuff. So they they did change the rules a little bit and adopt new rules um, for for them to kind of get through this um period and so that again could potentially happen um but we'll see what happens with division two schools um and and we'll dive into division two here in a little bit but okay jason the dead period's getting extended you know why are you catching up why are you catching us up on these things we already know right so it's been two days if you're listening to this podcast chances are you already know about the dead period um because uh, there's a select few people that, that listen to this um But if you want to know more about the dead period, uh, like I said, um, episode 23, a couple weeks ago, we did talk about there. Um, And and what I really want to talk to you today about after giving you kind of all that background and information is, is what is this going to look like going forward recruiting wise? Okay. So we've already had issues with the 2021 class with eligibility and COVID, the 22 class right now, um, you know, has its own issues because of eligibility and because of COVID and no visiting and all that kind of stuff. Um, and really, what we're looking not forward to, but we're looking at right now, moving forward, is the 2023 class. Okay. Um, and and so what I what I want to talk about today is is what recruiting is going to look like going forward um, over these next you know four five six months. Um, so last week, in response to some of my blogs and podcasts and some of my posts, I did have one coach tell me, you know, Jason, the dead period extension is is not official yet. And I was like, well, yeah, it's not official yet. I get that. Um, had another coach tell me, you know, Jason, we're in denial about the dead period being extended. Okay. So I'm I'm really fearful about us going through the next five six months, wishing and hoping and praying that things look differently when we all know that they won't look different. Okay. Um, and this is what drove me kind of crazy uh, back June fifteenth, um, and you can go back and listen to episode five of this podcast to get more info on that. Um, but with the, with the June fifteenth contact date, there were all these coaches saying, "Yeah, we're excited to get to know you over the next six months." We're in the middle of a dead period, and there and there was there was just no plan on what to do if we were stuck in a dead period through the end of the year, which is again something that I've been talking about for a long time. Um, um, And and I've been saying that that this dead period this current dead period that we're in right now was going to get extended through December. I said that really really early on. There wasn't there wasn't a reason for them not to extend the dead period. period, Okay, Um, so had all these coaches in June fifteenth were excited to get to know you over the next six months. We're in the middle of a dead period, and like I said, there's just no plan on what to do if we were stuck in a dead period, Um, and, and that communication didn't happen. Um, and it was not happening in those phone calls early on, on June 15th. Okay. Everyone acted as if we would get back to normal and every, and everyone was worried about their own seasons. And I get that. And here we are at Thanksgiving and things aren't back to normal. Okay. So, so we all thought we would get back to normal. We were hoping we would get back to normal, right? We never did. Um, we're sitting here, it's Thanksgiving. We're not back to normal. Um, and and so we just didn't have a plan. Um, unfortunately I think on, on, and this is on both sides, right? So I'm not trying to attack any one individual or person or whatever, but I think as a whole, we just didn't have a plan. Um, and and this is going to be my plea with college coaches through the rest of this dead period. Um, you know, through April 15th, through the new year, whatever, um, is that we take an honest look at our situation, create a plan for how we are going to move forward and then communicate what that looks like to um, the athletes, and, and athletes to coaches. Athletes, have a plan for what your recruiting process is going to look like if the dead period gets extended or as the dead period is getting extended, have a plan, communicate what your plan is to coaches. Coaches, do the same thing for athletes, right? Um, so so three things, what I'm trying to do, take an honest look at our situation, create a plan, and communicate that plan to recruits, okay? So I know um, that there's some gray area in here, but I I feel like most of us should be comfortable, um, where we've been operating, uh, for the last year and and still be okay. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not trying to get anybody to break the rules, um, or anything like that, but just getting us on the same page. Okay. Um, but I, I would really like us to get on the same page moving forward. Um, we're, we're always saying that we, um, that we advocate for the athlete and we want the best thing for them, but let's, let's start doing that um let's say no when we are interested and save everyone on both sides a bunch of emails let's do a better job on this side being realistic with goals and expectations um, of, of where our athletes fit um let's say we are interested in those kids that we're interested in with no fear of being some sort of gray area right um i, I think i think we a, a lot of us have an understanding of where our line is like no way we would take this kid right so say no and and move on right this this the a lot of the verbiage, and I was talking to a coach about this last night, right? A lot of the talking points that we have um, right now, I would really love us for at, at least the time being, and maybe we can grow into this as we uh get used to these new rules a little bit more, but I would love for all of some of our talking points to kind of disappear. Um that's me being hope, hopeful and wishful, I guess. Um, but but I just I think we can do a better job communicating all these things, okay um, athletes and coaches, me, I think, I think we can do a better job. Um, but we all know where that line is, right? So let's help athletes focus on where they should be looking so that coaches can focus on where they should be looking. Right. Um, obviously everyone's going to be a different stage through all of this and that's totally fine. Um, there's still going to be athletes that get offered on June 15th. Um, even though coaches haven't seen them play live for a year, Um, and, and that's fine. I trust me, I totally understand it. I'm not trying to say we can't do any of this. Um, I'm not trying to say that we should slow things down, right. Even though that's a whole nother conversation that we could get into. Um, but, but let's not kid ourselves and move forward that thinking that things are going to be normal. Okay. For athletes and, and college coaches, this recruiting process right now is not going to be normal. Um, I've already talked about this idea of the unofficial official visit becoming kind of obsolete. Um, We're almost through this process right now. I talked about that in my blog on November 2nd. Um, I also talked about what the spring would look like um, in a blog from October 5th. Um, And some of those things are going to hold true, not all of them, um, because we are going to be in a dead period and quite, I think, grab that one. Um, but, But these are things that we need to be talking about more openly and having discussion about what we are going to do. Okay. Um, But what is your plan as an athlete and coaches? What is your plan recruiting going forward? This is, these are the things that we need to be communicating. Um, Are you going to require an academic visit for an athlete or are you okay with them never stepping foot on campus? Okay. Um, If you tell them you want them to come to campus, then be prepared for them to come. Love campus. And then you as the as the coach, uh, you know, can move forward, right? But through this dead period, I guess one of my frustration parts has been conversations that I've had, yeah, we'd love for her to come visit campus and and see if she likes it, right? So then they go. And then they 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 go to campus, and they really like it. And then the coach is like, ah, we're just not ready to make a decision. And so why why are we having a kid visit campus in that situation, right? So just again, being on the same page moving forward, I really feel like we, we can communicate a little bit better through all of this pandemic craziness. Okay. Um, I, I think the way that we've been doing it, um, is not necessarily sustainable. Right. And and hopefully by this time next year, again, hopefully, we'll be in a way better position and we can get maybe back to some of the normal things that we would do recruiting wise. Um, but, but I, I, I'm not sure that what we're doing right now, um, is, is super sustainable. Okay. Um, I don't think kids should be going on visits by themselves. Um, just like an, just an academic visit and then, and then communicate to coaches. Yes, this is definitely a great school. It's where I want to be and be like, great. We're still not ready to make a decision, right? That That is not what you would normally do, right? So normally all of us as college coaches have always said, if I could just get the kids on campus and get them to fall in love with campus, okay? And I get you're not getting to meet with the kid, um, but but that should still be a step in the process, right? Um, and 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 if we're getting kids on campus or we're requesting them to come to campus, that needs to be a step. And then the next step after that is, not hey, uh, the next four or five months we're gonna make a decision, right? That's, I, I mean, I don't know if under the old under the old rules or minus a pandemic, um, that that we would be doing that, right? Um, so, again, just trying to get on the same page. Um, are are you are you going to give kids twenty four hours to make a decision and tell them that if they want to come on a visit, you aren't willing to wait that long, right? That happened uh had coaches in the power five saying you've got 24 hours and then this offer goes away. Okay. Or um things like uh if if you are really wanting to come on a visit, then we're gonna offer someone who is is ready to make a decision sooner. Okay. Um there there's a lot of things that have happened through all this that I'm not a huge fan of. Okay. Um and a lot of it's part of the job and the business side of things and I get that. Um but I'm just I I I want us to to improve the the communication that we're having with athletes through this process. I think this is a really good opportunity for us to do that um, because we can't watch kids live. Right. And so all we can do is, is talk and communicate. Um, but I, but I think we can do a better job um, on both sides, athletes and coaches um, communicating on, on what we need to do. Um, I think the more we realize that we are all in the same boat and communicate better. I think, I think we're going to be, um, I think we're going to be better for that. This goes for athletes, right? Um, like I said, I feel like I'm picking on my coaching friends. I'm trying not to, but um, but this goes for athletes for sure. Um, don't lie to college coaches, right? I talked about this um, uh, several weeks ago. Um, just be honest about your process and where you are with everything. Um, if, if you have an offer from somewhere, say you have an offer. If you're not interested in a school, you're not interested in a school, right? Right. Um, The size of the school hasn't changed from when you sent them your first email to when, you know, you went on a visit there. Right. The size size of the school hasn't changed. Um, But but this process becomes substantially easier when you just say what you're thinking and how you feel about what's going on. Um, Kids don't like getting led on by coaches. And so athletes don't lead on coaches. Um, this, again, I've, I said this a bunch of times through uh, several seminars, all of this thing, interest works both ways, right? Lying can work both ways. Manipulating can work both, work both ways. Um, so, so it, in my blog over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be spending time, um, squeezing out some of these ideas and topics that I think are going to be important moving forward in terms of, in terms of recruiting. Okay. Um, again, the biggest one being that I, th- I think we can do a better job of being on the same page. Um, whatever that page is, wherever you're at, athletes, coaches, I think we just need to know what's going on. And so that's what I'm going to be a big advocate for um, moving forward. And like I said, I'm going to be talking about that in my blog over the next couple of weeks. Um, but, but I think on the athlete side, there can there's going to be multiple things that can be done um, differently or, or done more to, to benefit and increase your visibility through the Division One dead period and the craziness that's going on. Um, if you don't already subscribe to my website, uh, you can do that and get notified when I put up a new blog or just bookmark the blog page and check it out every Monday. Cause I do post those every Monday. Um, I'll also be posting the blogs on Facebook. Like I always do and Instagram, like I always do throughout the week. Um, so if you want to know about those as they come out, then definitely follow me on those platforms. Um, I, I talked about it this week in my blog, First, just realistically looking at the possibility of these Division One coaches being able to watch athletes live. And that's going to be a very, very small amount um, of qualifiers, at least. Right. That was kind of the first blog post was, hey, let's look at these qualifier dates and have a realistic expectation for who's going to be able to watch me live. Right. Um, and, and I've talked to college coaches uh, just this week about. Hey, we understand we're not gonna be able to watch kids live. We are treating these tournament dates, these qualifier dates, and we're gonna do baller TV and we're gonna sit and we're gonna watch and we're gonna recruit just like we would if we were there live. Okay. So um so that that's we're gonna talk about that kind of stuff and what that looks like. Um, like I said, I talked about this idea of coaches recruiting off of film on my blog from August 17th. Okay. So this has been um, stuff that, that at least I've been talking about. If you, uh, pay attention to any of the stuff that we put out at PRI. Um, okay. So for the last time, uh, t- driving this point home one more time, if I can, I would love for June 15th of 2021, um, for the 2023 class to go as smoothly as possible. Okay. Um, I, I don't think that there was necessarily a bad job, but I do think that if we would have been more proactive June 15th, this last year, I think, um, it would have it would have helped in some of the hiccup areas. Um, but in order for that to happen, coaches and athletes need to, to know more information. And I think that if we can spend the next six months being on the same page about what is happening moving forward, um, we can help this year be better than last year. Okay, And just improve in, in some recruiting stuff. Um, and again, on both sides, I'm planning on conversing with a lot of college coaches over the next couple of months, figuring out what their plans are trying to figure out how to best help athletes on this side Um, because you know this what what college coaches are planning on doing we need to communicate to the athletes what athletes are planning on doing and what what their recruiting is going to look like we need to be communicating to college coaches right it's not always going to match up but again just knowing i think is is really important so um, that's what we're going to be talking about in my blog over the next several weeks um, next week on the podcast, we're going to be, um, doing like, I think I've talked about the last couple of weeks, doing some segments on why we love volleyball. Um, so with some of my friends and colleagues, uh, getting them on the podcast and talking about, you know, those of us that have been around volleyball for a long time, why we're still around volleyball, um, and why we enjoy the sport and why we love doing it. So look forward to that. Please tune in. That will go up next Wednesday. Uh, shouldn't be any delays in that one. Like there was for this week. Um, so again, I apologize for that, but, um, recruiting dead period for division one through April 15th, a huge bummer, um, for all those athletes. Um, but hopefully, um, we'll get on the other side of this and, and we'll be good. Um, any questions you guys have, you can reach out to me on my website, PRI Um, or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Like I said, Um, Any questions, any feedback, any thoughts for all the college coaches listening, please hit me up and let me know what you're thinking, because I would definitely would love to chat about y'all know I love chatting about volleyball, but definitely love chatting about recruiting. So I would love your ideas, um, tips and feedback on on what's what we're doing moving forward. So thank you again, guys, for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, coaches are people too. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the PRI Talk podcast. If you would like more tips, updates, and recruiting assistance, go to privolleyball.com, check out my blog, or go to Parallel Recruiting Initiative on Facebook and Instagram. If you need recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you out. Please reach out over social media or at my website, privolleyball.com. And thanks for listening. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice, as well as information on current volleyball events, and your support can definitely help make that happen.